This is 680-CJOB. I'm Brett McGarry. This week on The Couch Potatoes, one of the biggest movies of the year comes home. Plus... I'm Jeff Braun. A handful of new and returning TV shows premiere this week, including one of the big ones, The Walking Dead. First, it's the news... From The Couch... There are two types of beings in the universe. Those who dance... And those who do not. Exciting times this week for fans of Disney and Marvel as they have released a sneak peek for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Not a whole lot of dialogue in the 90-second clip, though. The first Guardians of the Galaxy arrived in August of 2014 under tons of skepticism. Who are the Guardians of the Galaxy? That movie looks stupid. Chris Pratt is the lead? The pudgy guy from Parks and Rec? Well, guess what? Turns out it was incredibly fun. Was a critical and commercial smash hit. 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. $333 million domestic. And Chris Pratt got super buff and was a dashing lead star. The sneak peek tells you nothing about the story. Just a bunch of random quick clips that look really cool. And I'm excited to see more. The movie arrives May 5th, 2017. I get it, yes. I'm a dancer, Gamora is not. You just need to find a woman who is pathetic. Like you. Thanks, buddy. Do you need a hug? No. No, I do not. Oh, I thought I said no. You're welcome. A new trailer for the next X-Men movie came out this week. Logan. What did you do? Charles, the world is not the same as it was. Mutants. They're gone now. It's Logan, the third in the standalone Wolverine series following X-Men Origins Wolverine and Wolverine. And yeah, so it's called Logan. Fairly surprising name for an X-Men movie, given that the name X-Men isn't in it. That's maybe, it's rare. I mean, I guess Deadpool did it and the other Wolverine movie did it. But, you know, the Deadpool especially was more its own thing than an X-Men movie. So this might be as well. Indeed, the only previous X-Man that we know to appear in the trailer is Patrick Stewart as Professor X. And he's not in good shape. We were talking this week about how confusing the X-Men timeline can be. Old cast, young cast, flashing back and forth through time. Enough to give you a headache, especially if you're trying to follow the continuity. I'm sure it can be done, but you'd have to be quite the X-Men fan to bother with it. Anyways, point is, this is clearly old X-Men because Professor X looks like he's 90, and as we heard in that clip, Wolverine says the mutants are all gone. But wait, are they? Logan meets a mysterious kid who seems to have some mutant powers. Where is she? Beneath the She's like you. Of time. Very much like you. Your feelings disappear. She needs our help. You are... Someone to come along. Someone has come along. It's got to be his daughter. Logan is apparently based on a comic book run about older Wolverine. I didn't look any of it up because I'd rather the movie be as fresh as possible. Logan also stars Eric LaSalle. That's Dr. Benton from ER. Stephen Merchant, Richard E. Grant, Boyd Holbrook. He was Blondie on Narcos. And, of course, the kid. Logan hits theaters next March. You still have time.
dessert till you clean off your plate. So eat it. Don't you tell me you're full, just eat it. Good news this week for Foodies. Chorus Entertainment, which is the parent company of this radio station and six of the top ten specialty channels in Canada, is getting ready to introduce Cooking Channel. From the creators of Food Network, Cooking Channel is as described as the answer to a growing appetite for more content devoted to food and cooking in every dimension. One of the shows that will be on is called Dinner at Tiffany's, as in Tiffany Thiessen, whom you might recall from shows like Saved by the Bell, White Collar, and this. Beverly Hills 90210. I've always had such a crush on Tiffany Thiessen. She's lovely. And I would really like to have dinner at Tiffany's. Hi, and welcome to dinner at Tiffany's. Tiffany Thiessen, tell the viewers at home about your cooking show. I see you're playing a chef. No, I'm actually cooking some of my favorite recipes, and each week I have celebrity friends come over and we throw a dinner party. So she's going to have guests like Jason Priestley, Seth Green, or co-stars from White Collar, and more. There's another show called Man Fire Food. Where there's smoke. There's fire. It's really hot. Woo! And where there's fire, there's food. Rib roast is my favorite. This is my head. This is the sandwich. They're almost the same size. So chow down and savor those flavors when heat meets meat. That sounds devastating. Man Fire Food features Canadian chef Roger Mooking focusing on the inventive ways to cook with fire. Another show they've got is hosted by Alfonso Ribeiro called Unwrapped 2.0. Let's think about inventing the ultimate snack to munch on during the game. It'd be salty, it'd be crunchy, it'd be crispy, and it would have some serious savory snap. Well, guess what? This dream snack food already exists. It's called pork rinds. It's one of the world's oldest snack foods and dates all the way back to ancient China. As long as people have been raising pigs, they've been eating pork rinds. Unwrapped 2.0 looks at the processes, stories, and people behind the creation of some of the most popular snacks out there. Next up, something called Cake Hunters. What are you doing over there? In three weeks, Tim and Vanessa are walking down the aisle. Everything's planned, except for the cake. We may have a problem here. I'm not a big fan of all these flowers. Will her cravings for feminine and floral... We gotta keep the flowers. ...and his desire for a masculine design... And this is not for a Thank you. Keep them from having any cake at all. Side note, if you've ever wondered why the audio is screwed up on some clips on YouTube like that one you just heard, that's because whoever posted it has messed with the audio to get past copyright laws and prevent the video from getting pulled. One more highlight show to tell you about, Unique Sweets. We travel to Los Angeles for the sweetest breakfast. Sidecar donuts and coffee. Apparently two things that a donut should have together are butter and salt. It's cake, it's toast, it's a donut. Could you want anything more for breakfast? I don't think so. Unique Sweets looks at innovative eateries that create unique desserts, restaurants, candy shops, chocolate boutiques, and bakeries. If it's gooey, crunchy, sticky, or sweet, Unique Sweets is on the case. Cooking Channel launches in Canada on December 12th, and it all sounds so delicious. I fear if I watch too much of this channel, I might end up getting really, really fat. When I'm going to the movies, I take up seven rooms because I'm fat, 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 fat,
More news from the couch up next. You are listening to The Couch Potatoes. I'm Brett. He's Jeff. We are The Couch Potatoes, continuing now with more news from the couch and some good news this week for fans of CBS and Global TV because CBS has ordered full seasons for three of this fall's top new shows. They are Bull. Do this Bull. I'm Dr. Jason Bull. What kind of doctor are you? Psychologist. He's the best trial consultant in the business. We profile every potential jerk. We know what they're thinking from the beginning. You can't control a trial like this. No, you can't. When you need 12 people to believe in you. There's no way we can win this case. I like a challenge. You just need one man. Dr. Bill. Dr. Bull. Michael Weatherly. I know that's not the music from Bull, it's from NCIS, from which Bull star Michael Weatherly used to be in. And I just like the music. It's very EDM. All that's missing is a shiny silver shirt and some glow sticks. (laughs) Sorry. Bull, by the way, is based on Dr. Phil, believe it or not, when he used to be a trial consultant. It airs on Tuesdays on CBS and Global and is the number one new show of the season so far. Next up, the number two new show of the season, Kevin Can Wait. Hungry for laughs? What would make you happier than anything else? Okay, I'm going to stop you right there. All-American burger. Backpack. Oh! There's burgers in there for all of us. Actually, there's only four. All right, fine, you guys can split one. The king of comedy is back. Uh, I'm already two burgers in, and there's really no sign of me slowing down, so I think we're going to have to... Rethink the burger fractions. We don't have time to eat anyway. Oh, thank God, because I ate all of them. (laughs) From the comedy genius who starred in Paul Blart Mall Cop and Paul Blart 2 Still a Mall Cop, and of course King of Queens, which ran for nine seasons, Kevin James plays a retired police officer who learns that life on the job isn't as challenging as life at home. Kevin Can Wait airs on Mondays on CBS and Global. And the third show is the top news show on Fridays. Monday. He's on the case. He's MacGyver. Clearly not a new promo, but it's one of our favorite MacGyver-related clips. It's MacGyver, and it's about MacGyver's son. A new documentary about volcanoes is about to erupt on Netflix. The sun dimmeth, the land sinketh, gusheth forth steam and gutting fire. To the heavens soar the hurtling flames of the mighty gods, the engulfing doom. It is hard to take your eyes off the fire that burns deep under our feet. Into the Inferno is a documentary made by legendary filmmaker Werner Herzog. He made one of my favorite war movies, Rescue Dawn, starring Christian Bale. He also made Grizzly Man, that documentary about the guy who studied grizzly bears. Until 2003, when he was killed by one of the bears he had sworn to protect. Herzog also had the weirdest cameo in the history of parks and recreation as a strange old man trying to sell his house to April and Andy. After 47 years living here, I decided to move to Orlando to be closer to Disney World. 
I and many others are just big fans of the way he speaks, so having Herzog narrate a movie about volcanoes is a wonderful thing. The footage in the trailer is pretty impressive as well, and he talks to some locals who live near active volcanoes, and they have some pretty interesting comments. Into the Inferno plops on Netflix on October 28th. Obviously, there was a scientific side to our journey, but what we were really chasing was a magical side, no matter how strange things might eventually get. a fire that wants to burst forth, and it could not care less about what we are doing up here. Let's talk about your reviews uh, a little bit regarding Intravenous de Milo. This tasteless cover is a good indication of the lack of musical invention within. That's nitpicking, isn't it? The gospel according to Spinal Tap. This pretentious, ponderous collection of religious rock psalms hmm. is enough to prompt the question, what day did the Lord create Spinal Tap, and couldn't he have rested on that day, too? Never heard that one. No, that's a good one. That's a good one. The review you had on Shark Sandwich, which was merely a two-word review, just said, <laughs> Sandwich. Um, <laughs> Had they print that? that? Why'd they print that? That's yeah, not real, is it? You can't print that. One of the members of Spinal Tap is suing the French company that owns the movie This Is Spinal Tap for $125 million. Harry Shearer says the company screwed him and the band out of a lot of money over the years. Shearer is the bass player Derek Smalls in Spinal Tap. Here he is at the airport getting a once-over with the metal detector wand. Do you have any artificial plates or limbs? Not really, no. He had a cucumber wrapped in tinfoil in his pants. <laughs> this is Spinal Tap is one of the funniest movies of all time One of the first mockumentaries made by Rob Reiner in 1984 Shearer helped write all the songs in the movie And says Spinal Tap has generated tens of millions of dollars in revenue since its release According to the lawsuit Shearer says Vivendi failed to provide proper accounting of the music and merchandising rights the film has produced Vivendi at this point has not responded So we'll see what happens in court If you can see Yeah the numbers all go to 11. Does that mean it's louder? Is it any louder? Well, it's one louder, isn't it? It's not 10. What we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Uh, put it up to 11. 11, exactly. One louder. Why don't you just make 10 louder and make 10 be the top number and make that a little louder? These go to 11. That is the news from The Couch. Up next, we'll tell you what's coming home to Blu-ray, DVD, and digital HD. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. Dad, mm. Dory sleeps swimming. She's talking in her sleep. Mm. Dory says a lot of things in her sleep, okay? Hand me the ratchet wrench so I can fix it. But Dad, what if she starts sleep swimming again? I'm sure this was a one-time thing. So can we just all go back to... B Dory? Dory! Dory! I'm Brad, he's Jeff, we are the Couch Potatoes, having a quick look at what is coming to Blu-ray, DVD, and in particular for that title, Digital HD. What's that? Finding Dory, the sequel to Finding Nemo. As promised, one of the biggest movies, in fact, it is the biggest movie of the year. It's made $485 million domestic, over a billion dollars worldwide. So there's your big one, uh, but if you were going to wait for it to come out on Blu-ray and DVD, that'll happen in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, what else is there? Uh, a couple of horror movies, apparently. Lights Out and Nerve. I've not heard of those. Yeah, Lights Out is a scary movie about this like entity that 
that hides in the shadow. So if the lights are on, you, you can't see it and can't, it can't touch you. But if the lights go out, then it comes out to play. Not cool. And Nerve is uh, not a not a, quite a horror movie, but it's a thriller starring uh, yeah. Emma Roberts and Dave Franco. Um, I can't remember. It's about, it's about an app where like you can make people do weird things in real life and it's like a voodoo doll app. No, not no. a voodoo, but you you like place bets on people and oh. see if they have the nerve to do it. Cool. And then the last one of note here was uh, Captain Fantastic, starring Viggo Mortensen. Oh, and uh, The Exorcist Three Collectors Edition. So that's what's coming to home video. And up next, Jeff's going to tee up some of the new shows coming your way over the next few days. You're listening to the Couch Potatoes. Welcome back to the Couch Potatoes. I'm Jeff. He's Brett, and another handful of new and returning TV shows premiere this coming week, including the biggest of the big. It's the Walking Dead. There are rules. You earn what you take. You should know. This is the only way. Things have changed. Whatever you had going for you, that's over. Thing is, I am everywhere. The Walking Dead season premiere, Sunday, October 23rd at 9, only on AMC. The incredibly popular zombie apocalypse show is back with its seventh season, and fans will finally get that cliffhanger resolved. Who did Negan kill? Did I get his name right, Brett? You did. It's oh, Negan. Negan, all right. And, of course, it's followed, as always, by The Talking Dead, the chat show afterwards. Also on AMC Sunday night, Kevin Smith and his nerdy friends are back for another season of Comic Book Men. Comic Books works of art it's like a hunk of gray plastic it's uh the limited chrome edition better stronger faster comic book men season premiere sunday october 23rd only on amc on monday on cbs matt leblanc is a man with a plan matt leblanc is taking on his most challenging role yet i'm going back to work Yay! Daddy's in charge now. Fatherhood. That's yeah! right. <laughs> I love you, Daddy. Oh, you guys, we're going to have so much fun. Can we get a puppy? Sure. No. No. I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. Me too. I don't have anything. What? I've literally never been thirstier. Mommy had snacks and ice cold waters every day. Hey, easy. It's me, Daddy Fun Times. Here, have a Listerine strip. I used to call myself Daddy Fun Times. It didn't go well. Anyways, that show looks terrible, but Black Le- or LeBlanc rather is due for something crappy. Following the success of Friends, which I'm sure he would have gone to his grave content to have only had that show, LeBlanc ended up winning awards, playing himself in the comedy episodes. He's also popped up on a Top Gear over the past few years. That's a very popular British comedy talk show about cars. On Wednesday, it's season four of Rectify on the Sundance Channel. I'm going to get my client exonerated for the killing of Hannah Dean. I wanted to clear your name, our name. I know you didn't do it. Rectify, the powerful final season. Premieres Wednesday, October 26th at 10 on Sundance TV. Rectified is a critically acclaimed show about a Georgia death row inmate trying to prove his innocence. Next Thursday, The Big Bang Theory moves back to its normal time slot after opening its season on Mondays to make room for the NFL. And it's just the first... First part of CBS's Big Comedy Night, followed by The Great Indoors, starring Joel McHale as an adventure reporter who has to deal with some irritating millennials when he settles into an office job at his magazine. Jack Gordon, it is so incredible to meet you. I'm Clark, online content curator. Hi, Clark, obviously made-up job title. 
I'd say canceled by Christmas to that one, but CBS gives its show a lot more rope than other networks. After the great indoors, a couple of returning shows are back. October 27th, it's a mom season premiere so full of kissing and snuggling. It's like living in a Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan movie, but Meg Ryan was a bipolar sociopath. Then, waiting for the season premiere of Life in Pieces is killing us. Just pull the plug. I don't want to live anymore. Life in Pieces after mom, a night of season premieres October 27th. It's season four for Mom, season two for Life in Pieces, which is a show we both liked a lot last year. Following the two-hour comedy block, there's a new CBS medical drama called Pure Genius. Dr. Wallace, welcome to Bunker Hill. In this hospital, repairing the most brilliant minds in medicine and the most brilliant minds in technology is going to blow your mind. Our 15-year-old daughter is in a coma. For six months, we've been trying to get her to come out to us. We're going to go to her. Brain-to-brain communication. This kind of technology won't be available to the masses for another decade. Do I look like the masses? Yeah, Pure Genius is about a hospital with a cutting-edge new school approach to medicine. When I first heard about this show, I thought, are they adapting the, the movie that starred Val Kilmer? And then I realized or remembered that that was real genius. Oh. Do you remember that from the eighties? No, no, I think it was. About was it also over. about a hospital? No, oh. I don't remember. I didn't know it was. A, I didn't know what anything about pure genius. Yeah. I just thought, are they doing? I believe that was a Val Kilmer movie. Uh, Walking Dead. I am interested to see the fallout here because that show took so much heat at the end of season six uh, because they did not reveal who Negan killed. I know you don't watch the show, Jeff, but the, the season ended with all of our heroes yep. at the mercy of Negan and the and his cronies just severely outnumbered and the, he had them all on their knees and he had his baseball bat, which is wrapped in barbed wire, which he calls... Oh, jeez, I can't remember the name of his bat. Lucille, I think. Yeah. I think it's Lucille. I think you're right. I think um, I've heard people say that. And uh, he and the the final shot of the season is him going eeny, meeny, miny, mo because he says, you know, you guys have cost me, so now one of you has to die. The camera ends with him sort of like you looking up as he holds the bat over your head and starts pounding the camera with the bat, and that's where it ends. And people felt really ripped off about this, and I... I think that sounds the, like a classic cliffhanger. Well, I think the fallout of the show was more interesting than the show itself because I've never seen such a, a furor, such a, a reaction to a cliffhanger. People were saying that they got cheated and that they got ripped off, and oh, what a cheap, such <laughs> a, a cheap move. That's a lazy yeah. move. Maybe, maybe you can get behind that R- ripped off. Like, what does The Walking Dead owe them? Well, I don't know, and I don't, I mean, I think maybe part of the problem is because they already pulled a stunt like this earlier in the season when uh, there was a character, Glenn, who looked like he had been killed by zombies because him and he fell off this garbage bin and surrounded by zombies, and then we didn't learn his fate for three or four episodes, and we kept saying, come on, just tell us already, but, you know, that's what, that's the fun of cliffhangers. exactly. And in this case, the part of the problem with Walking Dead is the source material is already out there and they haven't followed the source material to a T. It's not like a Bible. They, they, you know, do their own thing on the show sometimes. So we know in the comics who dies. I'm not going to say who that is. And I think, I think what the reason was because it was such a big moment in the comics that fans of the comics wanted to see it play out. So they, that maybe that's where they felt ripped off because it was finally there and then it didn't happen. But as a, as someone who hasn't read the comics, 
I kind of liked it. Are there other people in play in the world of the show at this time? Could it ostensibly open on Sunday with a different scene with involving different characters that have no idea what's going on with Negan and all those things and like like what Lost would do and just not even go back to Negan until the second episode or something? No, no, no. it's a it's got to it's got to pick up. I mean, I guess technically there are other characters, but if they were to do that. <laughs> Because they took so much heat, and I, I think that this season will be about maybe trying to to mend some fences with yeah. some of the fans they've enraged. Because The Walking Dead is, you you described it as the biggest of the big. Depending on where you look, I mean, AMC tried to say that it, it closed out as the, num- the number one show on television. It does have huge numbers. It, it pulls in like 18 million viewers a week. Uh, but uh, I I didn't mind the cliffhanger. I like a good cliffhanger. I think it's a great way to keep that appetite yeah, wetted for, sure. for more. But I, I, I know it's coming back at some point. I mean, what's... Oh, no, I have to wait a few months. Who cares? And they've already renewed The Walking Dead for season eight. There you go. <laughs> season seven hasn't even started, but we've got an, an eighth season coming. So uh, Walking Dead this weekend, I'm looking forward to it. Up next on The Couch Potatoes, Got to talk about something interesting that's happening at the movies this weekend. The movie that you might think would get good reviews is not, and the movie that I certainly thought would get terrible reviews is not. Details on that next. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. Welcome back to The Couch Potatoes. I'm Jeff. He's Brett. We're going to talk weekend movies in a moment, but first an update to something we told you about last week. Law and Order SVU has pushed back the air date for its so-called Donald Trump episode again. They have this episode in the can starring Gary Cole as a powerful politician who feels he's untouchable and says things like this. The next new SVU. I'm a handsome, charming millionaire. Women throw themselves at me. Gary Cole in an unforgettable performance. Know that I have nothing to hide. New SVU, Wednesday on NBC. The episode was initially supposed to air October 12th, but NBC pushed it back to the 26th after real life started imitating art, and now they're just pushing it back to after the November 8th American election. Not terribly surprising that a mass media company like NBC wouldn't want to be accused of tipping one way or the other. Easiest just to leave it until after America votes. So if you're waiting for that SVU uh, episode, it's not until sometime in November. Now, was do you know if the episode was actually based on Donald Trump, or was this just a no, sheer it's, coincidence? it's based on Trump. The coincidence comes in that this promo was released right before the tapes, or right after the, the, the tapes of uh, Donald Trump saying horrible things with Billy Bush. And then, like, that is specifically what, you know, you heard it in the clip there, is just so bang on that... Yeah. Just too close. Yeah. But, uh, like it was inspired by Trump. It's not supposed to be Trump. Okay. But don't forget, Trump, nobody respects women more than him, (laughs) right? That's true. That's true. He says it 500,000 times, so it must be true. (laughs) Uh, now, Jeff mentioned weekend movies. So they're the three big movies this weekend are, uh, Tom Cruise, Jack Reacher, Never Go Back, which, uh, sequel to the movie from a couple of years ago. The first one did, got decent reviews. The second one is getting ho hum reviews at best. But uh, the interesting thing involves uh, keeping up with the Joneses, for starters. We're the Joneses. Such a lovely street. The Chinese don't even have a word for a street like this. They would say, <laughs> It sounds cool coming out of your mouth. Now, I guess not a huge surprise. It's it's getting awful reviews. Yeah, that's uh, not a surprise. Now, but you did predict that it, it, it looked, or you said it looked pretty bad yeah. in the preview. But I was thinking, you know, 
with that cast. I mean, it's got a great cast. You've got Zach Galifianakis and Isla Fisher, who are both very funny. Yep. And then John Hamm, who's extremely versatile. He can do drama, comedy. Yep. And, uh, and then Gal Gadot, who is quickly becoming a superstar. Uh, so you've got this great cast. With the, including the perfect couple of John Hamm and Gal Gadot action comedy where they play, uh, the perfect couple plays spies who moves in next door to this normal couple. I, I thought that it, it looked like it might be funny, but it's just getting awful reviews. Really? So even with that cast, uh, you just apparently can't save a bad movie. And this, I think, is the biggest surprise. Ouija, Origin of Evil. The Ouija born has existed for centuries. It is used to communicate with the dead. Now, the first Ouija movie came out in 2014, and it had awful reviews. I don't seven percent. I don't even remember that movie. I mean, I know I don't watch the scaries, but I remember a lot of the titles. But nope, Ouija. All right. Well, it came out. I'm, I'm guessing it came out in October. Uh, yeah, late October 2014. It had seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Ouch! But it and it cost five million dollars. Went on to make a hundred million worldwide. So of course they ordered a sequel because yeah. that's what they do with horror movies. Exactly. They cost nothing to make. They they they're basically a, a license to print money. But the sequel and it, during the preview, I don't know if you remember, but I just skewered it, yeah. saying it looked stupid and it's going to be terrible because the first one was, if the first one was that bad, the second one's going to be worse because that's always how it goes. Surprise, surprise, it's getting pretty solid reviews. Really? I don't know that I have ever seen any sequel get, I shouldn't say any sequel, but it's very rare that the sequel gets better reviews than its predecessor, never mind if the first one stunk. Yeah. And then the second one is actually sort of the, the consensus is that it's pretty good. Did you see the first one? No. Oh, so could you tell from the trailer for the second one if it like sort of looked the same as the first one? Or is it like a situation where they've just like tore everything down and started from scratch and number two is radically different from number one? They Well, I guess they... they they sort of looked the same, but mm. I actually thought some of the effects in this new one look really bad. Hmm. Like, not scary, just stupid. Yeah. But I guess they they have actually paid attention to the reviews and said, you know what, it, let's, let's make a proper movie with some suspense and some thrills. And, hey, you know, it's the only scary movie coming out this month because Rings was supposed to open next weekend, but it's been pushed off till next year. So this is it. If you're a fan of going to see scary movies in October... To celebrate Halloween, this is all you got, uh, and it's getting decent reviews, so that's pretty cool. Uh, up next, I want to tell you about how I, I had a bit of a, almost a, a, a PVR mental breakdown, <laughs> which led me to take some drastic steps. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. Brett McGarry and Jeff Braun, we are The Couch Potatoes. Uh, we watch a lot of TV. Yep. And we do it partly for this show, but this show, I think, sort of was born because we watch a lot of TV. Do Find something you like, figure out how to get paid for it. Here we are. That's right. So we watch a lot of TV, and at the end of last year, I made a pledge to Jeff on this show that I would go to the movies more often and try to watch less TV. Well, as one can predict, uh, I, I have not gone to the movies all that often because I have watched more TV <laughs> this year to the point where it really does feel like a second job where when I go home, I have this need to watch TV and it feels like work sometimes because I sit down and I look at my PVR and I've got 12 episodes of this and four episodes it's of It's overwhelming. That. 
Yeah, and then to the point where you can't make up your mind on what yep. you want to watch. Been there. And then you feel like, well, you know what, I, 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 I guess I just got to start plowing through it. Well, on Sunday, I, I had to rage against the machine because I sat there and I couldn't figure out what I wanted to watch. And I, I looked and I saw that I had some movies recorded on my PVR and I said, you know what? I don't care if these shows are piling up. I'm going to let them pile up some more. And I watched a couple of movies on Sunday night. And normally I can barely get through one movie in a night, so I don't know how I did two. What'd you watch? I watched Creed. Nice. That's the Rocky uh, sort of spin rooney off movie, uh, which I loved it. it. Rocky 6. Let's call it what it no, is. No, there, there was a six movie. Rocky, Rocky 7. Bubble. All right. <laughs> so I loved that. I mean, it got great reviews, so that's yeah. not a surprise. And then I watched Spotlight, uh, which was the best picture of the winter last year. Yeah? Yep. That was a fantastic movie, too. So uh, I, I had a great night. Took, taking a break from television, and that's all the time we have. I'm Brett, he's Jeff, we are the Couch Potatoes, and remember, if it requires getting up off the couch, don't bother. This is 680 CJOB.